Combo Nation. Here's one for you. If you have a great idea, write it down. Simple enough, huh? <laughs> Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 229. You heard that right, episode 229 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Stop what you're doing. Press down on that pause button and go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button then get right back to the show because we have a great one for you today's show kelly eco of the athletic joins in to discuss houston rockets basketball we talk about the james harden situation christian woods emergence steven silas and more you could find kelly on twitter at kelly eco nba that's k-e-l L-Y-I-K-O-N-B-A. Also, make sure you go check out his work on The Athletic. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling today? Happy New Year, brother. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kelly covers the Houston Rockets for the Athletic. I wanted to start with last season. Houston really leaned into small ball. And from my understanding, you could correct me if I'm wrong, it was a Daryl Moore decision. Where did D'Antoni and Harden land on that? And how was their working relationship as a whole? Yeah, well, the team was, you know, they were fully committed to small ball. Daryl, obviously, with the analytics team that they have in Houston and he conveyed that to the coaching staff who conveyed that to the players and everyone was on board in terms of, you know, more space, faster play, uh, more opportunities to score. Obviously with Clint Capella at the time of the roster, him and Russell didn't have the greatest chemistry in terms of pick and roll. They did the same things in terms of attacking their paint and facing around the rim. So it made sense to kind of open up the floor and get guys going. In terms of relationship, you know, that was one of the best in NBA history in terms of, top to bottom management coaches that to star player. It's really hard to get that synergy. And if you look at NBA history, all these teams and players and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was part of the reason why they were so successful for so many years was, you know, Mark D'Antoni and James Harden had the same ideals. Daryl Moore had the same ideals and those guys helped James uh, turn into the player he is today. So yeah, it was, it was a good relationship and small ball was something that they wanted to try. Obviously it didn't work, but I mean, it, they came up against, you know, the best team in the NBA. Exactly. So, I always say so they it, ran. I always say they ran into the wrong team, and I like the idea. Even to this day, I like the yeah. idea because I think even if you don't do it at a crazy level, you're throwing the league like a new look. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, most of the adjustments for, were for Russell, right? Not really Harden. I mean, yeah. 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 Like it was. It was for Russell because, obviously, given his unique skill set, um, the best thing for him would be a system where there was a lot of space, a lot of shooters, and a lot of driving lanes for him to attack whenever he wanted to. And you saw the beginning of last season or beginning of last year, 2020 in January, we saw the best Russell we've ever, ever seen in terms of efficiency, drive, just overall effectiveness on the floor. And that was because they went small and he had so much space to attack. So, yeah. 
Yeah, Kelly, we're going to get back to the Rockets, but first I wanted to ask you this NBA question. We're seeing a lot of weird blowouts, and um, Seth Parnell, yeah. uh, Seth Parnell of the Athletic, I heard talk about it. He did like he actually got into the numbers, and this is a real thing. What do you think has been contributing to all these weird blowouts? It's a combination of things. It's a lack of time, uh, short off season, short training camp, short preseason. Guys are still trying to work their way back into NBA shape, um, and you run into games where you see teams on crazy shooting nights. Yeah. Um, so I, I would expect more of those going forward, maybe for until maybe like end of January, kind of February, because like I said, guys are still getting their things together. The season just ended in October or September. Um, so it's going to take a while for guys to get ready. So I do expect those blowouts. I'm not surprised to see them. So I wouldn't overreact to any, you know, 20 to 30 point loss because everyone's still trying to find their way. Yeah. When you see like a top team, you know, lose that bad, there definitely is some overreaction coming along with this. All right, so James Harden, um, a little bit out of shape, but, you know, he does what he does. Have you seen any – I mean, I know he's a little injured now, but have you seen any actual difference in his game from him being a little bit heavier, or is it almost the exact same thing? Obviously, he's going to be more prone to injury, and I'm not even talking about, like, because he is injured right now. That's just a fact. Like, when you're a little bit overweight, you're more prone to injury. But from his his actual game, do you see any difference at all? Um, In terms of his game, not really. I mean, he has played – more off the ball in this new system with Coach Silas. Okay. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing. He's he's not isolating as much. I, I did a story the other day looking at his isolations over the years. And last season, it was around 14.6. And now it's, I think it was like 8.2 uh, for the season. So, and it's still early in the season. But he is showing that if you can play within a system with ball movement, player movement, simple sets and actions, when it's time to to get going and they need your isolations at the end of the game, then you'll have fresh legs. Then you'll be able to go to work. Um, in terms of his body, he's always had that kind of dad bod in terms of he's <laughs> right. not like the most cut player. He's right, not the right. most athletic, but he's super strong. And like, I saw the memes and everything. It was funny, but that was a bad angle on Twitter. It was, it was, it was hilarious. I was, I was actually at that game whenever the picture <laughs> went around of him uh, in pregame warmup. And it was right. hilarious to see but, um, yeah, I, I just think that Harden is the kind of player whose game is more predicated on his skill set in terms of more opposed to his uh, physical physical nature. Yeah, I think when you catch somebody at the wrong time, it can always look bad. Like, they've done that with Zion right. a few times. Yeah, yeah that's, but, uh, that, that's a good example. That's a good example of <laughs> Zion. Yeah. For sure. You know, I think Silas is a great coach. Do you think these, not like all this craziness, and I thought about this. I have heard anybody say it. All this craziness, there's obviously no championship level expectations and in NBA coaching, I mean, at the end of the day, most coaches move on. They don't last there. Can this actually help Silas? Because there's no every, there's craziness around him. There's no championship expectations. Can this actually help Silas's longevity with the team? You think? Yeah. So Steven Silas, um, he's been put into a really interesting situation the first time in his career for, as a head coach, like long-term, um, given everything that's been going on with Houston, you know, the, Harden drama, the just the, the roster turnover, the coaching staff turnover, the management turnover. There's been a lot of change. Um, but he's brought some ideals he wants to put into the team. He's brought a fresh sense of, you know, team first attitude. He's a calm demeanor guy. He's never the person to raise his voice. Uh, the players love him. He's been a good change uh, from what they've been used to. And I do think that being in this situation um, with no 
real championship expectations, it, it's good to build a young team because the Rockets have gone much younger uh, this season. Yeah. It's good to have somebody who's also a young coach who can connect with those guys and put those ideals in their brain of, of how to be a winning basketball team, you know, sharing the ball offensively, working together defensively, uh, and just working toward a common goal. So I do think that Siles is a good hire for them. Now, I want to see how much time he'll be able – he'll actually be given uh, to work with the team. Like we saw D'Antoni, he was there for four seasons. Um, and he was very successful, but he at the end of the day, he, he was let go for what he left. Um, but I want to see how long they'll give silence. Is he going to be the next coach for the next five, six, seven years? You know, we'll see. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I would love to see him there five, seven years. And it's interesting that you say D'Antoni had a – he was great there. He was good there because a lot of people will think it's championship or bust. Only one team could win a championship every year, you know? I like, I thought he was great there. Yeah, he, he was actually the most successful um, in the regular season in Rockets history. Like, he won the most games. Everyone knows, obviously, when they won 65 games and was so close to the NBA Finals, but he consistently put out good teams who ranked in the top, you know, five, six in the NBA. So I do think from where they came before him to with him, it was it was a good success. Now, obviously, you want to win the championship, and they didn't get it done. But right. the team that they lost to, you know, the Warriors and the Lakers, they won the championship. So bingo, like, bingo, for sure, for sure. Uh, can one argue this team is actually a better fit for James Harden? I mean, he never played with a player like Christian Wood. I've yeah. talked, I've talked about this. You know, Christian Wood was going to be a breakout player, and it's not that his skills broke out. Like he's just going to be on a more, you know, on a more national scale. Like people are going to get to see him now. Uh, you know, you have John Wall, which you might think be a clash with him, but he's actually a better spot of shooter than Russ. So let me know your thoughts on all of that. Yeah, and then that's what that's been the biggest narrative around this whole drama, which makes it so weird. Like, this yeah. is actually, if you look at it, this is actually the best. It could be the most skilled team you've ever played on in Houston. Like, right. the 17-18 the, the team was specifically designed for switching and for you know, James and Chris. That team was specifically, they had a lot of 3 and D guys. They had a Clint. They had, they had shooting. This team has more skilled players. John Wall, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins. You get into guys like Ben McLemore, Daniel House, uh, David yeah. Wabba, Sterling Brown, like Deshaun Tate. Like, this team has guys that can go get it. And I do think that, you know, if Harden is so hell-bent on leaving, you know, I get it in terms of you want to control your own narrative and your legacy. But any anywhere you go, the team that trades for you is going to have to gut their depth to get you. So it's like, are you really leaving? To, if you think you have a better shot winning a championship, yes, obviously, if you go to Brooklyn, you can win a championship. But the Rockets don't want to make that trade because, number one, Spence is gone. He's done for the season. Um or a long-term injury. Number two, the best package they could offer, the Rockets don't want that. They only want someone like Durant or Kyrie type. So I do think that if Brooklyn is, is out of the question, and I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying if if it is, he needs to think long and hard about if Houston is, isn't the best place for him right now. Right. Do you see a scenario where he could stay there long-term? Mean up. Personally, I, I do. I just think he's kind of stuck. And, I, and I'm not saying stuck in a bad way because when you hear him talk, he sounds like he's he likes coach, he likes the players, he likes the, the new system. Which is probably Harden, true, right? Yeah, it's true because if you go back to – if you look at Harden over his career, 
yes, he was married to this style of heavy ISO, and stuff, but he never wanted to play that way all the time. He came up in a system where he was, there was ball movement, there was player movement. He had guys that could help him. He had Russell and Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, where he could be the super six man. Now, obviously, his career has changed drastically to where he's the superstar now, but he still does not want to go through a system where he's having to carry a team night in, night out, you know, taking 30 shots a game to win a game. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to play in a system where he can do his thing and not have to worry about if he's not scoring, can the team win? Now, you see guys like John, guys like Eric, they can help him out. Christian Wood, they can help out in that department. So I do think that this Rockets team, as currently constructed, is a very talented team, and it's one that should give him serious thought about if he want to stick it on and give it a chance. Out of James Harden, who do you think has the highest chance to become an all-star this season? You mean from him? No, no. Outside of James Harden, who do you feel has the best chance on the Rockets to make an all-star team? Uh, Christian Wood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, he's, what, he's, what he's fantastic. You like, has he impressed? Like, obviously, you knew about him. You've seen Detroit play. We all knew he was yeah. good before maybe the casual fan thought about it. But um, yeah. is there anything new he added to his game? Like, what have you been seeing from him? Um, so the biggest jump for him this year will be defensively. Can he become that elite rim protector? We've right. seen him being employed in the drop coverage with Stephen Silas um, because, obviously, you can't switch everything with people like him and DeMarcus Cousins. But as time goes in the season, you will develop more and more trust with your young player. Uh, at times, he's seen a bit hesitant to, you know, come out and contest or hang back around the rim. But he's super athletic. He's a freak of nature. And we've seen him, at, you know, show that potential in spots. Now, offensively, his game is already there. Like, there's no question. Yeah. He can put on the floor. His game is good in the post. Face up, he can stretch the floor. But I think if he wants to become a superstar, that defensive step is what we need to see. Everyone always compares him to Anthony Davis and, and Christoph Porzingis. But we need to see that defensive consistency night in, night out for them to put him. But I think this year he could be an all-star. I do, I do think so. I'm with you. I'm with you. He's definitely one of those guys that I thought right. would take a leap. I mean, people would ask me, what basketball card should I buy? You know, there's a lot of people in this basketball card thing. I'm not really into it. You kind of find a player that's not, the stock isn't too high yet, and he goes up. Right. Like I was like, get the Christian Wood card. Like, you got to get that card. I wanted to shift to the Warriors. Kelly, everybody was questioning Clay if he could come back. I'm more confident in Clay than the Warriors as a whole because I think, you know, they had their time. They caught lightning in a bottle. Their team was totally different. It was like, you know, they had Andre. They had, yeah, they had so many key role players, yeah. And also what, what I was talking about before with the new look, like they threw a different look at the league and the league kind of caught up at this point. Do you think there's yeah. ever, do you ever think this dynasty could come back? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, if Clay comes back next season, they're going to be a much more dangerous team. But the team, this Warriors team isn't catching anybody by surprise anymore. Like you said, it's not catching anybody by surprise. Like they know how to game plan for those kind of players. Now, it's going to be tough, but I, I don't think that that dynasty will ever come back. Now, I think they have their time, and, and that's that. The NBA comes in, the NBA goes in cycles, and I think they have their cycle, and then that's that. What's the best case for Houston going forward if James Harden does leave? Like, what exactly are they looking for, you think? Uh, a star player. They need somebody that can put next to John Wall and be a viable team. This team does not want to go through a rebuild. They do not want to go the route of other teams you've seen around the league after they lose their superstars. You know, thankfully, looking at teams like Indiana, they were able to somewhat bounce back after Paul George 
the Pelicans have been able to somewhat bounce back, but they still haven't made the playoffs. But they don't want to go that route of, you know, Minnesota or, you know, teams that have lost. Okay, see, for real. Okay, see, the craziest example. And just gone, just plummeted. They don't want to go that route. So if they do end up trading games, they need a big package of, of the star player picks and all that stuff. Kelly, last thing before we get out of here, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, I feel like the sports media industry is pivoting so much. It's crazy. You know, we had this pandemic, which changed a lot of things. Do you have any ideas of, about where this whole sports media thing could be going? I do. I've said this before. I think it's, it's going to head into the direction where the players are going to control their own stuff. Now. You're going to see more players having their own platforms, more players. Because as, as good as we are at our jobs, nobody can tell their story better than me. And I think if we see, we're going to see more platforms from players who are getting confidence in their voices to speak out. We've seen Kevin Grant, LeBron James. We're seeing ex-players like Carlos Boozer, you know, Steven Jackson, those types, Matt Barnes. We're going to see more and more of those coming forward. Yeah, I would tell you this, Kelly. I mean, well, for former players, it's one thing. But with current players, nobody could put in the time in sports media like you can, right? Like they can't yeah. put it, they can't put it that time like you, even though they could tell you their story better. Yeah, it, it takes dedication. So like you, you will see, I, I do think that they will, if they do have their own companies, they'll still have to employ or bring like normal writers like that to, to, the, right. to the table. Because yeah, you can't do, it's a hard job. You can't do both jobs. Like right. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Kelly, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Really appreciate, appreciate you, man. It. Where can we find you on social media and everywhere else? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Kelly Eco NBA, K E L Y I K O NBA. Twitter, Instagram, uh, hit me up. Appreciate you, Kelly. Much appreciated, and, man. And subscribe, subscribe to the Athletic. Subscribe to the Athletic. I think we have a great special going on right now. I think it's seven dollars for. I don't know. It's, it's some great special. Just, just check it out. We got the best content in the, in the nation. All sports, NBA, NFL, whatever you want, it's there. So check us out. Most definitely. Thanks again, Kelly. Talk soon. Really appreciate soon. you, man. There it is. Episode 229 is in the books. Big thanks to Kelly for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation. I see a lot of people listening, but not everyone is leaving a rating and review on the show. Please get that done for me. We here at Combo's Court would greatly appreciate it. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. And if you have Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your IG stories, tag me at one, two, combo. That's O-N-E, T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. I'll repost it. And again, Please leave a rating and a review of the show. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Thank you for tuning into Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 230. Combo out.